0: It is right for me to feel this way about all of you since I have you in my heart and whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. Verse 12, Now I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that what has happened to me has actually served to advance the gospel. As a result, it has become clear throughout the whole palace, God, and to everyone, that I am in chains for Christ. Because of my chains, most of the brothers and sisters have become confident in the Lord and dare all the more to proclaim the gospel without fear. Amen. Amen. I want to preach as you shall pray for and with me, Watch Chapel, family, friends, being grateful when you're going through. Being grateful when you're going through. Lord, bless your word. Bless me as your vessel. Let your word fall on fresh and fertile ground. Remove every distraction, barrier that might keep us from hearing from you. In Jesus' name, amen. Being grateful when you're going through. If you had to characterize and describe the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul what language, phrases, or words would you employ or use? If you had to characterize and describe the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul, what language, phrases, or words would you employ to describe and characterize the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul? Some would describe Paul as anointed and adventurous, while others would describe Paul as consecrated and committed. Uh Some would describe Paul as godly and gritty, Uh while others would describe Paul as flexible and faithful. Some would describe Paul as blessed and bold. While others would describe Paul as prayerful and principled. Some would describe Paul as righteous and resolute. While others would describe Paul as tenacious and theological. How would you describe the Apostle Paul? If you were asked the question to describe the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul, what language, what phrases, what words would you use to describe the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul? According to this New Testament text, as Paul writes to the church at Philippi, if I had to describe the life and ministry of the Apostle Paul, I would describe Paul based on his letter to the church at Philippi as both gracious and grateful. For those of us who are familiar with Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, Paul exudes and expresses both grace and gratitude through the entirety of this pastoral letter To the church at Philippi. What is significant about Paul's gratitude is not that he is thankful and grateful. Uh But what is significant about Paul's thankfulness and gratitude is the circumstances that lead or underpin Paul's expression of gratitude. For those of us who know the New Testament and understand the dynamic and nature of Paul's letter to the church at Philippi, we know that Paul, as he writes this letter, is going through as he writes this letter to the church at Philippi. Paul is not in one of the high moments of his life. Paul is not on the mountaintop. Paul is not celebrating a game seven victory. Paul is not celebrating his team beating his rival. But Paul rather is in a Roman jail cell writing a letter to the church at Philippi that is near and dear to his heart. Paul is not writing from a university office. Paul is not on sabbatical. Paul is not in his man cave. Paul is not in a corporate office in RTP. Paul is not writing from Starbucks enjoying iced vanilla latte with almond milk. Paul is not at the local Barnes & Noble, but Paul is in a Roman jail cell writing a letter where he is expressing his gratitude to God and the people of God for their support of him while he is in literal chains. Paul is going through But Paul is grateful while he is going through. Can I preach this word on this Sunday morning? Paul is not complaining or cussing. Paul is not having a pity party. Paul has not become pessimistic. Paul is not downcast or depressed Paul is not fretful or fearful. Paul is not gloomy or glum. Paul ain't singing Phyllis Hyman or Bobby Blue Bland, but Paul is talking about the joy of the Lord. And Paul, while he is going through, is grateful unto Almighty God, despite less than favorable and ideal circumstances Paul is still grateful to Almighty God for the goodness of God in his life. And I preach this message to people who through this entire year have been going through. I don't know anybody who has had a normal, ordinary year since January 1st. Folk have gone through trial, tribulation, tragedy. We are going through difficulty, depression, discouragement. This year, unlike any other year, has been a year where we have gone through. I don't know anybody whose life has been normal. Help me preach this, church. This calendar year, job loss, foreclosure, Can I preach this? Family, friends have tested positive. Plans, dreams, deferred health issues. Couldn't go on your high school senior trip. Studying from your kitchen. Children's lives have been upended. The apple cart of your life. Ain't what you thought it would be, had plans for 2020, but those plans have been buried, yet to be resurrected. Who among us has not gone through in this year? And yet while we are, have gone through, and I would even dare say are still going through, I preach this message to encourage everybody who is going through to be grateful while you are going through. Can I preach this? Help me, Holy Ghost. I've discovered this year, like any unlike any other year, that you can lament. And be grateful to God at the same time while you are crying tears you can still say praise the Lord while your head is downcast you can still shout for the joy of the Lord while you are concerned about uncertainty you can still be grateful unto God God is big enough help me preach this word to handle our lament and praise at the same time Paul, the preacher of the gospel, is grateful while he is going through. And let me help somebody right now. Uh, You just don't become grateful while you're going through overnight. Gratitude while we are going through requires something called perspective. Somebody's raising the rhetorical question, Dr. Johnson, how can I become grateful while I'm going through? I don't know when the end is going to come to this pandemic. I don't know when we are going to come back physically to watch chapel. I don't know when your health will be 90% of what it was. I don't know when you are going to make it through what you're going through. I don't know when you're going not to be furloughed, when you're going to get a new job. I don't know when you're going to have normalcy in your life. But while we are going through... We can still be grateful unto Almighty God. Somebody says, Preacher, how? How can I be grateful while I'm going through? How can I become grateful while I'm going through? I'm glad you asked. First of all, we become grateful while we're going through when we take note of our partners. As Paul writes this letter to the church at Philippi, Paul begins this letter not in the dumps, not gloomy, not sorrowful, not depressed, but Paul expresses his gratitude to the church at Philippi. Look at the language for their partnership. The people of God in Philippi have embraced Paul as a partner. And Paul expresses his gratitude to the church at Philippi for their partnership. And watch chapel while we are going through, while we are in less than favorable ideal circumstances, we got to learn to take note of those people that God has blessed as our partners. None of us survive, or I would dare say thrive in this life by ourselves. God, who is a great provider, will provide you with the people you need at the time you need them. Everybody ain't a hater. Everybody's not envious and jealous. Everybody's not out to get you. Everybody's not malicious or indifferent, but there are some people that God assigns to your life as partners to be a blessing to you. They don't want anything from you. They ain't trying to get over on you. They ain't trying to scheme on you, but they will be a blessing to you with no return expectation because God has sent them your way. They may have sent you a gift card, sent you an encouraging text message, interceded for you, put some love in your hand, called you at a low moment in life, been there when you needed somebody to be there, picked up the phone for you. God will bless you with partners. And when God blesses you with partners... You and I are obligated, duty-bound, overflowing with gratitude, thanksgiving, to praise God and be grateful for the partners that God has raised up for us in our lives. I don't know why. I don't know why. But ever since late June, I have had a fascination with a show I used to watch as a little kid called Gunsmoke. I don't know why. I, I wish I could explain it to my doggone self. Miss Kitty, come on, talk to me now. Festus, Newley, Quint, Matt Dillon. And while Matt Dillon, come on, I'm old school now. While Matt Dillon was the U.S. Marshal in Dodge City, Matt Dillon would not have been successful without Festus, without Newley. Come on, talk to me. And God, amen, somebody has a partner who He has blessed you with along the journey. Who, if you look back over your life, you wouldn't be where you are without those people that God has sent your way to be a blessing when you needed somebody in your time of need. Paul is grateful because of partnership, not just partnership. Can I keep on preaching? Paul is grateful because of progress that he has made. Paul writing to the church at Philippi is not the same Paul that we find in Acts chapter 7, nor Acts chapter 9. Acts chapter 7, we are introduced to Paul where he is holding the cloaks of those who are stoning Stephen to death. Acts chapter 9, on the Damascus road, Paul... On his way as a bounty hunter, going to persecute Christians, has been converted radically on the Damascus Road, but he did so reluctantly. But now, 15 years later, this ain't the same Paul. Paul has made progress in his life. Paul is no spiritual neophyte Paul is not green he has not wet behind the ears but Paul has made progress in his journey and because Paul has made progress in his spiritual life Paul is grateful while he is going through help me preach this somebody I don't care how long you've been saved we are all works in progress None of us become spiritual giants overnight. I don't care how much scripture you know, how much Holy Ghost you have, how long you've been in church. All of us are works in progress. The biggest room in the world is for improvement. There's still prayers that have yet to be prayed, still souls that have yet to be saved, still progress in my journey I need to make. But I can thank God and praise God that I've made progress along the journey. And I dare somebody on this Sunday morning not to look at how far you got to go, but look at how far God has brought you. Had you gone through what you've been through in 2020, had you gone through this in 2000 or 2010, you would have backslidden, you would have turned to some other stuff. You would have picked up some habits you should have let go of. But praise be to God for progress. You have leaned on God. You have prayed more. You have turned down your plate. You have let go of some stuff. You have forgiven some people that you needed to forgive. You have read your word more. You have equipped and armed yourself with the breastplate of righteousness, the sword of the spirit, the helmet of salvation. You ain't the same person you used to be. Sometimes too many of us look at how far we got to go instead of looking at how far we've come. Don't look at how far you got to go. Look at how far you have come. And let me help somebody right now who is going through a difficult time. You don't know how you're going to make it. And it seems like you are going through an existential hell. If you're going through hell, then keep going. That's the word for somebody right now, don't stop. Don't give up. Don't pitch a tent. But if you're going through hell, keep on going. Keep on praying. Keep on preaching. Keep on seeking God. Keep on putting one foot in front of the other. Keep on going. And soon and very soon, you'll make your way out. God will deliver. God will see you through. God will put a light at the end of the tunnel. Keep on pressing and keep on making progress. I said, I'm grateful because of partners. I'm grateful because of progress. But I'm grateful because of the providence of almighty God. Y'all ain't talking to me on this Sunday morning. Providence is a theological word. It's a biblical word. And Paul, while he's in jail says, God used this. I'm in chains. But God is using this to save souls, to win people to the gospel for the glory of God, the winning of souls, the strengthening of the church. In other words, God is using the bad I've gone through for his good. Can I make it plain to somebody right now? Providence is the ability of Almighty God to bring good out of bad. And somebody right now needs to be grateful, needs to thank God, needs to praise God, because God can, God has, and God will bring good out of bad. I wish somebody had a testimony on this Sunday morning, all the stuff you've been through. And now you look back over your life and you thank God that he brought good out of bad. You didn't want to go through it, but God used it and brought good out of bad. God gave you a sense out of your foolishness gave you a new testimony out of the stuff you've been through God healed you out of your sickness do I have a testimony on this Sunday morning can anybody look back over the 49 years of your life the 52 years of your life and thank God that He brought good out of bad you didn't want to go through it you hated that you went through it but now you got joy that you would have never had You got a testimony that you would have never had. You got a shout that you would have never had. You got a praise that you would have never had had I not climbed up the rough side of the mountain I would have never known that God could be a keeper so I thank God for my valleys I thank God for my storms I thank God for my hell I thank God for my sickness I would have never known God was a healer had I never been sick Had I never been crazy, I would have never known God can keep your mind. Had I never gone through hell, I would have never known God could bring you out of heaven, out of hell. Had I never gone through a storm, I would have never known about a rainbow. Thank God for the providence. He's working it out for your good. Somebody said God is working. He's working. He's working. He's working it out. It's easy to be grateful when the 401k is full, when you are flush, when you got a date, even in the midst of a pandemic. When you got full job security, everybody is well, no challenges, no issues, it's easy to be grateful then. But the challenge for those of us who are followers of the Lord Jesus Christ is not to be happy, but to have joy. And our gratitude is connected to joy. God ain't never said be happy, but God has said the joy of the Lord is your strength. Don't get Pharrell and Bobby McFerrin confused with scripture. That ain't Bible. God will give you joy. Joy while you're healing. Joy while you're laid off joy while you're mad, joy while you're trying to figure it out. And that joy can make you grateful because I know that God can bring good out of this. I'm looking at my progress. I'm thanking God for my partners. Somebody right now, if you're not saved, if you don't have a church home, I invite you to accept Jesus as your savior and Lord. You're not saved. You don't have a church home. I invite you to admit that you're a sinner. Believe that Jesus Christ died for you. Confess Christ as your Savior. And do what the Lord has called you to do. If you need a church home, I'd love to be your pastor, not just your pastor.